Well, we have finally made it to Christmas Eve. Christmas is officially here. And so, uh, I'm going to do something risky. And I'm going to start by asking you a very controversial question. It's a question that has divided families for years. It's a question that when you ask the person the question and they disagree with you, you immediately can't believe their answer. Are you ready? Do you open presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning? <laughs> both? That's the best, right? Both then, right? You get the best of both worlds. Whether you open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, I'm willing to bet all of you are excited for gifts. Kids, I know you are especially excited. But adults, you can't fool me. I know you're excited too. Because we love giving, getting gifts, right? We love receiving a gift. We love receiving a gift so much that at Christmas time, we actually make a list of what we might want to give to our family. And what does our family do? They take that list and they go out and purchase gifts. They spend money on us to give us gifts. Why? Why in the world do we do this? Just because it's Christmas? Think about that. You spend money to give people gifts. Why? It's because you love your family members. And your family members love you. Because a gift comes from a heart filled with love. Right? And kids, that's why you try to be so good, right? Because you think, the better I am, the, the better I am, maybe the more presents I'll get. <laughs> so it's got me thinking tonight. How does God feel about our world? What does God feel in His heart towards this world in which we live? Because the, the, the darkness that Adam and Eve ushered into this world is still here. We see the effects galore. All you have to do is turn on the news and you see what? Murders. You see thefts. You see arrogance. You see lying in the world. You see abuse. You see people taking advantage of other people. The darkness is everywhere. And not to mention death. We see death all around us. How does God feel about this world where darkness seems to reign? How does God feel about you and me? Because the effects of Adam and Eve haven't missed us. It's still residing in our hearts as well. The lying lips, God looks down and hears. The arrogance, God looks down and sees. The pride, the hurtful words, the hurtful actions, the thoughts that nobody should ever think God sees. He sees the darkness in our hearts and how does He feel about it? What must be in His heart? Well, you look at your life and you look around the world and you say, well, God must not like it. God must not love it because He seems to be kind of abandoning me in the world. The world is getting worse. There's more and more natural disasters. He must, he must not like this place. You look at your life and what do you see? You've been hurt. You have been called names. You have lost your job. You have all these things and God seems to be nowhere. So does God really love me? Does He really love the world? He must not, right? What we're celebrating tonight proves that that isn't true. 
And in fact, Jesus promises it's not true. He promises the exact opposite in John chapter 3. And that's what we're going to look at tonight. John chapter 3, 16 through 18. Here's what Jesus says. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Whoever believes in Him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Did you catch the promise? For God so loved the world. God so loved the world. How can that be? This world is a mess. We talked about it, the arrogance. There's p- selfish people, people who want to push God away. Can God really love this? Jesus says yes. Yes, God loves the world. And guess who's included in the world? You. Me. And yet, do you always feel that? Because how could God love us? We fail again and again. We let people down again and again. We feel shame over past actions. We feel guilt over what we've done. And then we look at God's expectations and God's law and we say, we have even more guilt on us. Who could love us? Jesus says the God of the universe does. The God of this universe loves you. But how do you know? Talk is cheap, right? Today, uh, I love you is thrown around like it's nothing. Just about 45 minutes ago, a guy from my softball team messaged all of us and said, love all of you. I've played six games with the guy. (laughs) He doesn't love me. (laughs) But it's thrown around, right? It's thrown around like it's no big deal. So how do you know that God loves you? He gave His one and only Son for you. At Christmas, God gives you a gift. And what's the gift? It's the gift of His Son. And that gift was born for one purpose, and that purpose was to grow up and die for you. To die so you won't die. To die to bring you peace. To die to take away your sins and to conquer the grave. To die to bring you peace with God and undo everything that Adam and Eve ushered into this world. What kind of love must be in God's heart for you to give you His one and only Son? To give you this gift. Imagine for a second uh, that you have ten sons. I know, that's a lot. But imagine you have ten sons. And one of them is in the hospital and he's about to get discharged full, clean bill of health, he's fine. And as you're sitting there waiting to get discharged, the doctor comes in and says, excuse me, folks, uh, the child three doors down from you, he needs a heart transplant, otherwise he's going to die. And so we've come here today because we want to know, would you be willing to give your son's heart to the child three doors down? That would be a no, right? Because what would that mean? If you give your son's heart to that child, your son dies and that child lives. And even though you have ten, you're not willing to give one up. Who would do that? God would. And God did. 
for you and for me. God gives you the gift of His Son at Christmas. Not wrapped in pretty paper, but wrapped in cloths. Not put underneath the tree, but put in a manger. This child would grow up to save you. To save you. Everything that Adam and Eve did, God restores in Jesus. This Christmas, no matter what gifts you receive, no matter how great of a gift it is, no matter how expensive the gift is, this is the greatest gift that you will receive this Christmas. God gives you the gift of His Son so that you know that you are forgiven. You know that God loves you. You know that death has been conquered and heaven is yours. God says, Merry Christmas. Here's the gift. Many people love this time of the year. Uh, I am one of them. If you know me, uh, you know that Christmas is my absolute favorite time of the year. Why? Because it brings peace, it brings comfort, it brings hope, right? And it also brings parties and presents. And, and if Christmas is only parties and presents, it offers no hope whatsoever. Because in a couple weeks, you're going to be back to the busyness of life. You're going to be back, back to the brokenness of your relationships and sin. But the Christmas is so much more than that. At Christmas, God has given you the greatest gift you receive, the gift of His Son, born for you from the Virgin Mary, wrapped in cloths and placed in a manger. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom His favor rests. We have the greatest gift. God so loved the world that He gave you His one and only Son. Have yourself a Merry Christmas as you celebrate this gift. Amen.